to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I'm your host, Connie Whitman. You know I'm happy that you're joining us today. Now, as you listen to the show, I, number one, I hope you feel my passion about helping you change your sales game. And I think more importantly, how to change your frame of reference about what that word sales means. So if sales is, is part of your job, it could be difficult, right? Because it's not something you do all the time. If sales is a full-time part of your job, are you burning out from all the cold calling and other things that we need to do in sales? Well, to help you on your journey, I have an all-star community that I'd love for you to join. The information is in the show notes. Check it out. I'd love to see you there. We meet twice a month. We play, we talk, and we share ideas and strategies. So come and join me. Again, the show and the link is in the show notes. Now, my motivational quote to set the tone for the show today is by Tim Nadella, and it says, cold calling is not dead. Have the conversation mapped out in advance. Make it your guide of structuring your next sales calls. Now, when I started in sales 40 years ago, guess what? Cold calling was the only strategy that we had. Uh, there was no such thing called internet, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, or even, right, or even the internet as a whole. So I know I'm dating myself, guys, right? Uh, here's the reality though. We had to buy lists. And the, the scary thing is the lists were pretty inaccurate. So we had to scrub them multiple times. And then we had to make cold calls. For me, the objective was to secure 15 appointments a week using those inferior lists and, again, making the cold call effort. Truly was not an easy task. Now, most business owners believe, I think, today that cold calling is dead. Now, during the next 30 minutes or so, uh, listen to find out three ways that maybe you can implement cold calling today so that you can either test a new service find more leads, or just test the marketplace for what your offer is. They're simple and easy strategies that you can actually use repeatedly. So who is this amazing guest I have today? Her name is Michaela Smith. Michaela is an entrepreneur and uh, she's been uh, for the last 16 years, she's been an entrepreneur. She previously owned a petting, a pet sitting and dog walking business for nine years, sold it in the late two, two, uh, 2018 and then she went on to being a business growth coach. She now has, her company's name is Appointment Set, where she helps business owners grow their business quickly, but also uh, sustainably so that they can have a sales system and not wonder where the next sale is coming from. She lives in Colorado, where she loves hanging out with, the, with dogs, friends, and family. Life is full of abundance. Please help me welcome Michaela to the show. So Michaela, thanks for being on. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's always a fun adventure. <laughs> it's always a fun adventure. I love that. That's true. We get to talk to people as business owners and, you know, again, in, in the sales arena, that's our job to talk, right? So it's always fun and it's always an adventure. I like that. So, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. The cold okay. calling experience 40 years ago was not fun. Okay. <laughs> so what now I, I really want to hear what is your favorite thing about cold calling and the experiences that you have, and more importantly, the experience that you share with your guests. So what's your favorite thing about it? So I enjoy, this might sound kind of silly, but I enjoy the fact that a lot of people don't like it because then whenever I step in and I surprise clients with, oh yeah, by the way, here's another lead. Oh, by the way, here's another lead. Then all of a sudden they're like, wait, how did all these leads come through? Now I'm really curious. What's different between you and this other person that I hired or this other company that I hired that like, 
I think with cold calling, you have to have a strategy to be able to like actually start creating the results. And that's the piece that's super, super fun. So it's not necessarily just the cold call itself. It's being able to figure out, okay, so if people are on the phone and they're saying, well, I'm not interested, my curiosity is always why. Why are you not interested? What is it that is about this call that makes you want to say no? Because then I can actually take that back to a client and be able to say, okay, here's the data. Here's all the calls that I made, ran through the whole list. This is what I found. And then we can actually come up with a strategy. So the cold calls is like a a, a piece of the, the whole thing. But for myself, I love meeting new people. I love being able to uh, have conversations with new folks. And I also love seeing how do I keep them on the phone? Like what, what does it, what do they need to hear to be able to stay on the phone? And it's about the engagement, right? So we think that cold calling is we have to go through this script. And I, so I'll just share. I know when I make my calls, if I don't know the person and I'm doing an outreach, um, I don't typically do cold calling myself, right? But if I do have to reach out and I don't know the person, I have notes written down of what I want to say, how I want to engage, the questions I want to ask. You got to do the planning. You can't just get on and wing it and think I'm going to make a hundred phone calls. The other thing you said that um, I think two things are, are important. One is you use the word results. Everything we do, and and by the way, I think this is in career. If you work in corporate, if you're in sales, if you're a business owner, we every action you have to look at what is the potential result of that effort, that time, that money that we're spending. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the results and we get caught up in the minutia of the activity. I'm busy doing, but are you busy doing the things that are going to create the results? So I think that's a really important piece. And then the other thing you said was the system. What does the system look like? Cold calling is a piece of that. So it was interesting because again, I'm going back 40 years when I lived off cold calling because that was the only resource we had. We didn't have the LinkedIn to connect. You know, you networked and you cold call. That was it. And you asked for referrals from your clients. They were probably the three only strategies, you know, that we had. But now here's the thing again. When you went to a networking event, what was your strategy? What were the results you were looking for? You can't just go in and go, I'm going to get business cards. You know, what are you going to do with them after? Who are you looking for specifically? Is there a specific client at that networking event? So there's, I, I think the, the point that you help business owners find because we do, 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 and we forget what's the strategy to get the results. And the, and the, what you were saying with your, the fun part is, but why? Why are you interested? Asking the question why and getting people's feedback is testing the market, testing your offer, testing how the phraseology of what you're saying. We have to test to make sure that we're getting in strategically saying the right thing that to help the client. At the end of the day, it's always about helping the client, right, Michaela? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about the, the more data that we have, the better always. And so prior to working with a client, I will usually ask, how many appointments do you get per week? What are your conversions of those clients? And what's your top of line revenue right now? And where do you want to go with it? Because with those four numbers, we can actually put together a full strategy to be able to figure out 
if they want to grow a million dollars in a year, or if they want to grow a million dollars in 90 days, what needs to happen? And I have clients who will do both. Um, and it all depends upon what strategy, what approach, where they are in their business. Because there's some industries where if a business were to grow a million dollars in one year, they would go out of business. And then there's other businesses where if they grow a million dollars in 90 days, they can withstand that because they have the systems previously put in place so that then whenever they hire me, those systems start working like a, a nice little well-oiled machine um, to be able to do that. And the last thing that we ever want to do, obviously, is put a business out of business. Right. We want to make sure that there's sustained growth in that where I had a client recently where I had told this particular individual where I will give them X amount of leads, excuse me, X amount of appointments per week. And it was like probably a quarter of what it is that he had wanted um, per week. And I told him, I said, the reason for this is because your systems on the other side of an appointment is not set up yet. So your capacity to be able to know what the process is, is not there yet. So that's why we're setting up these appointments slower than what it is that you per se want. <laughs> um, because then once, once he's able to start seeing, oh, here's what the process is actually supposed to be, then the business will grow. But until he knows that business won't grow. It won't grow because the deliverables on the back end aren't set up, right? Once you, once you make the appointment, now what? Right. The appointment is like you're at the you're at the gate. You're not even you're not even the gate's not even open for you to, you know, establish the rapport and all the things in the sales process. So the appointment is really step one. It's everything after that almost becomes more important. So I, I like how you say the system. And I think, Michaela, the, the, and not the problem, but I think as a business owner also, and you know this, right, we What's the next thing I have to do? What's the next thing I have to do? We're always <laughs> rushing instead of saying, okay, wait a minute. I want to grow. I want to grow sustainably so that I can continue to scale over the next one to five, whatever the strategy is that the business is looking for. We're putting the cart before the horse and we, I just need more business. Well, what does that mean? And you get more business, but then, and, and it's, I like what you said for some businesses to grow a million dollars in one year, they'll go out of business because they can't deliver on the back end and then it implodes. So we have to make sure that we're structured going in. But I'm going to be honest with you, as a small business owner, I'm a big picture thinker. So what you're describing sounds painful to me. <laughs> now, with that said, I understand the importance of it because I've been in business 22 years and that doesn't happen, right? So I've had people to say, uh, you can't do just what you said to that business owner. I love your idea. You can't yeah. do that yet. I'm like, but why? Right. So we, we're at that big picture level. It sounds and looks good, but we have to get into the meat of how to make it happen. And that's where you come in and why I think cold calling isn't dead, depending on your industry. So now anything else you want to say before I ask my next question based <laughs> on how I do business, but, but I want to see, do you have anything to say about the systems part of it? I think just the only thing 
that I have found that is really, really important is before you hire an appointment setter, make sure to know your numbers prior to going in. Because mm-hmm. the only way to actually know, are they providing the results that you're looking for, is if you know the numbers. That's it. Like, there's nothing else to know. Like, there isn't a... Oh boy, I really hope this person does really well. Oh boy, you know, whatever the cost is. Cost doesn't matter. The everything else doesn't matter. What really, really, really matters is the numbers, which is how many appointments per week are you currently doing? What's actually converting? What's your top of line revenue? And there was a fourth one that I got very excited about. And then my brain just all of a sudden had a brain dump, but I guess we'll just deal with it. <laughs> so cute. That happens to me all the time, Kayla. So yeah, yeah. you're in good company with that. You know, and it's funny because sales is all about numbers. So I remember when I was selling insurance that back then, the, the number for me was, I knew I had to make about a hundred phone calls to get those 15 appointments. And then as time went on and I just got more skilled on the phone. And also I, I think a couple of things, right? So I'm not going to say I'm that brilliant because I'm, I'm certainly not, but I think mm-hmm. back in the eighties when I started selling insurance, there weren't a lot of female agents. So I yeah. think people heard a female voice and they were like, wait, like what? It was almost a pattern interrupt. So I got engagement just because I had a female voice. I I think, I, do, I don't know. I never asked, did you give me an appointment? Because I was a girl. Like that would have been a weird question. <laughs> but I do think compared to my my peers, the, the men in the office, I did exceedingly well because I think I, I got refined in how exactly what you said. I, what was my own system? I kind of figured that out of what to say, but it was yeah. on average about a hundred calls and then 15 appointments. And over time, those hundred calls diminished because, and here's, exactly. here's leads me to my next question. So I do agree numbers are important. Sales is a numbers game. If you get a rejection, it's not a rejection. It's just the timings off and other things. So make sure we we monitor our emotions with this. And the (laughs) other thing I want to say for my sales leaders out there, numbers are important because we have to have, you have to have enough activity to generate. And what Michaela is talking about is what are my numbers? How many calls do I need to, how many dials or how many outreach on LinkedIn or whatever it is, do I need to do whatever that strategy is? And then how long does it take to convert, right? How many do I need to convert into dollars? You need those numbers. Um, the, the flip side for my sales leaders out there is you can't manage a human based on numbers. You can look at a numbers as a piece of information, but when you coach your team, you have to coach the behavior. Behaviors drive the results, the dollar results, but you have to have good activity going in. And that's another thing. I could have made a hundred dials and have been so bad on the phone. I would have gotten zero appointments. I could have made 200 phone calls. It wouldn't have changed the result of getting a zero. So just watch your numbers and make sure you understand what you're looking at. But numbers aren't important in sales. And we cannot forget that as well as building the structure to support the numbers. So that's my little rant on that. Now I'm going to go to my my concept. Why I think secondary, why I was successful with the cold calls is because then I met people. I got to know people. I proved myself, right? That no like trust factor takes time. And then I lived off of referrals. So within five years, I made no more cold calls and I was getting more than 15 appointments a week, which was my capacity. I couldn't do more than that, um, you know, just because of time of other things that you have to do on the deliverable side. Um, but I lived off of referrals because of that effort. And, but then 
so here's I guess here's my question. Does that mean that that was a cold call to the person I was referred to? I always called them warm calls. So what's your take on that of getting those leads and then trying to generate referrals from those leads? So I really enjoy a multitude of approach with clients. Um, One is, is cold calls. So this is typically like a list that hasn't been worked. Um, and you just make calls and you see what appointments you can get from it. The second is the warm. So warm is whenever like you've had an appointment, but let's say somebody hasn't followed up. The business owner hasn't followed up and it may be six months, might be nine months, doesn't matter. Still, like if they haven't followed up, it's like, okay, got it. So then, you know, obviously I take that on and start making those calls. And then there's the referral piece where you start calling previous clients and you ask them, who do you know who could use my services? (laughs) And who do you know that could really use what it is that I do? And then, and then they provide referrals from them. For myself, that is not a cold deal at all. Um, for me, I would qualify that more as a warm because it's always an introduction, um, always that piece. Um, so, I mean, I guess you could create the distinction around like what that looks like and for folks to be able to kind of see and understand and all the rest, but that's just kind of how I perceive it myself. Yeah. Again, it's thoughtful right? That was just a thoughtful answer because it's how you do business. So that works for you. It might not work for me. The thing is though, again, goes back to what is your structure? What is your system in place behind the scenes? And then what do the numbers look like? And then what are the behavior, right? And all of that, it all goes together. But again, when we're 50,000 feet up in the air, looking at the big picture, it's hard to see the numbers. So you have to, this is what I tell my clients, right? Zoom out and then zoom in. So zoom out, get the big picture. That's important. You have to look at what the overall thing you're trying to accomplish. Then you have to zoom in and say, well, what's the next baby step to make that big picture happen? So we're always zooming out out zooming in. And I I think it's similar um, to what you're saying. So now I want to go back. How do we build trust though, with leads that you currently have that maybe don't a hundred percent know who you are? Can you give me an example? Um, So let's say like you were saying before you have a list and Mm -hmm. that business, you don't, you, you, you don't get a response. So you, you want to put them as a follow-up, especially if they're, if they really are qualified, meaning it's the right type of business for your industry. They could potentially use your service, right? You can help them, right? At the end of the day, sales is about helping. Um, and I, I, I'm not getting any leverage. How do, how do you build trust with those leads that I might not have that connection with yet? Do you, do you understand? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a couple things that come to mind. One is, is that on average, it takes about nine calls to uh, be able to actually reach somebody to the right person uh, for an appointment. That's the average. Um, On the whole, I would say for myself, my average is typically between four to five um, on the whole, uh, depending upon the list, the strategy, the approach, the client, the ticket item, all the rest. Um, So to like start building that trust though, 
it can be yet again a very different uh pronged <laughs> approach where it might be you send a package and that package has information about uh the building or excuse me the company and so then it, that package has maybe uh, an introductory type of offer for the particular business and yet again has to do with the ticket item has to do with what it is the client, what they're offering, all of that. And then from there, then you can start making calls to be able to create that appointment. And so it's then just a follow-up of, hey, did you get that package that we sent to you? What did you think about it? What did you enjoy? What did you not like? Would you like to set up an appointment? And then from that standpoint, that builds that warmth um, let's say there's no package. Let's say this is just calls and, um, and you're trying to build no like and trust within that. Then it's becoming friends with the secretaries and uh, the assistants and being able to ask them questions about how's their day going? What are they up to? What do they enjoy doing? being able to start building that relationship and or for myself, what I will do on the phone is I'll say, gosh, you know, I'm really having this challenge right now and I need somebody to help me solve this. Do you think you could be able to help me solve this? And then all of a sudden people love to solve things. They just, we're just built that way. We just love to help, love to solve, love to. And if somebody has the opportunity to fix something, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly what they want to do. And so then all of a sudden, I'll get assistants who are like, oh, actually, this person is not the person that you want to like talk to about this. This, the other person, this other person, let me introduce you to them and here's their phone number and here's the whole bit. Well, then all of a sudden that starts to create that relationship so that then if for some reason that person doesn't call back or, you know, maybe I've left a few voicemails um, and very rarely do I leave a voicemail. But if I have left a voicemail, then then I can go back to the assistant and say, you know, I'm really having problems getting in touch with this person. Is there another strategy? And then they'll say yes or no. Or they'll say, here's their cell phone. Give them a call. And very often that's usually what ends up happening where I'll say, gosh, you know, I've, I've tried a couple times and I've tried calling a couple times, but I really need to, to get this information to them and I just need some help. And they go, oh gosh, what's going on? And uh, then I'll say, well, you know, I have this client and we sent this package and we're trying to get all this information in to our system and I want to set up an appointment, but I also need to speak with them to be able to do that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, here you go. Um, and then I've also had other clients, one in particular that I'm thinking of, where it is not necessarily a product, it's a, a product that comes out on a monthly basis. And so, but within that, if I end up making a call and I need to speak with a particular individual, inevitably they'll give me my cell, uh, give me their cell phone number, inevitably. 
it's interesting because right it's it's it always comes back to building the relationship doesn't matter who we're talking to so it's funny the gatekeeper right that's what we call is the gatekeeper and i remember years ago uh, i was working for a bank at the time and i was in the trust department and just to get my feet wet they said hey here are some dead deals like they they didn't do any business but why don't you start you know practicing because they weren't like quote unquote live clients right not they weren't dead wait let me rephrase that they weren't dead in the ground, like t- six feet yeah. under. They were, they were not actively interactive clients. That just didn't sound right at all. But anyway, the, the gatekeeper, it was this engineer. He was a local guy and um, uh, manufacturing metal or steel or something like that. And so the gatekeeper, she was one tough cookie, but I'm persistent. So I followed up for about a year, every quarter I would call. And finally, mm-hmm. the fourth time it happened to be in the summer. Now she, her last name was Italian and I'm Italian, right? My background. Mm-hmm. And every year my dad would do like 20 bushels of tomatoes and we'd make marinara sauce. And it was like all hands on deck. We would make the marinara sauce and freeze it. So we would have, you know, sauce all year. Yeah. And so because she had an Italian name and now she knew who I was, but she was like, yep, yeah, he's not around can't talk right she was really abrupt yeah. so one day i go hey listen it's your friend like i was i'm a jokester so i was like it's your friendly local banker like your friendly spider-man and so she, she snickered a little bit and i said listen <laughs> i don't even want to talk to him that's not why i'm calling i actually called to talk to you you did i said yeah i said you have an italian last name are you italian or through marriage and i just started talking to her then we talked about tomatoes i talked about marinara she had her own marinara formula you know blah 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 at the yeah. end, she's like, you're good. I go, yeah, I know I am, right? We we became fast friends. Do you know we got the appointment? I told her I'd bring her marinara. So I right, got the appointment. But here's the funnier thing. She calls me the day before. She goes, look, you're meeting with the owner. He he was a foreigner. He had a, a English was a second language. So okay. she, she started coaching me, Michaela. She's like, so when you come in, dial it down. Don't be misfriendly. He doesn't want misfriendly. She actually told me his communication style, coached me on how to make the sale. And of course, I made the sale. So everybody at the office was like, what? How'd you do that? And I go, we talked about marinara sauce. So (laughs) true story. It's a true story. Oh, my gosh. But it's about building relationship, connecting with people on the human level. Forget about the business for a minute, right? Prove that you're a good human. And I think the rest sometimes falls into place. But you have to think like it took me four or five calls with her to figure out her so that and 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 I wasn't fake about it. I was my goofy self. And I thought, I'm just going to be me at this point. Like, what have I got to lose? And, <laughs> I got in and she ended up coaching me. And that's a true story. And I share that story when I teach business development, because relationships matter and whatever that means to you or however you connect um, with people, it matters. And it's really even cold calling. It's about building a relationship. People are not going to buy from you if they don't know, like, and trust you. So that's how we have to lead. And that's how I think we have to show up. How long in your world? Last question, because we're we're almost out of time, but with your process and your structure, right? And, and the clients that you work with, what is it, how long does it really take for that business to start to kind of unfold and have more consistency coming in? Because that's what we're looking for. You try things out and then you want to get the consistency of revenue or results. <laughs> so it depends upon what people have hired me for. If um, people have hired me for sales process, then usually we can see within 30 days a really big difference. Nice. 
Um, and if people have uh, hired me specifically for cold calls, then we start to test. Cold calls are testing. That's what it is. Yes. It's being able to see the list and see what's up and see what's there. And I have clients who hire me for uh, cold calling. And typically within about a 45-day time frame, we have a good idea as to how's the list, what's actually there, um, is it, are the inform, is the information that we've received accurate? Um, does it all make sense? Are the people that we're reaching the ones that we want to reach? Do we need to come up with a different list? Um, usually I have a very good idea about that at that time. Um, and then from a standpoint of like, okay, we want tangible results where like the sales process is working and the cold calls are working and the warm leads are working and all the different pieces are working, right? And I would say from my experience, typically between three to six months is a good time frame to like have that beginning stages of, okay, we really see what's not working and we really see what is working and we want to implement more, but at the same time, we want to make sure that it's strategic completely. And so, and I give those windows in the sense that have I had clients who do shorter? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Have I also had clients who do longer? Yep. <laughs> of and so I give that more as like a ballpark to be able to kind of go, Oh, okay. I just need to figure out what my sales process is after that initial call to then be able to figure out how much is in my pipeline right now. What does that actually look like? And how can I generate leads such that it's sustainable so that then there isn't the panic of, Oh my gosh, I need a lead in a month or else. Um, and be able to really generate things very quickly. Yeah. And and here's the thing, Michaela, I think it's, it's testing systems all it's gotta be strategic, everything we do. Right. And when on my end, right. So you start, you, you get, you generate these qualified leads. Now, if your salespeople aren't having the right conversations, right. Where they're talking at the client, whatever um, they're abrasive, however, they're coming across where they're not modifying their communication style to the client that's in front of them, they're customizing packages, all the things that I talk about, then you have this great system in place, but then on the back end, on the deliverable of what your salespeople are doing or what you as the business owner is saying, you're missing the boat. So everything has to be tested and tried and trued and systematized and rinse and repeat. And until you get to the point of rinse and repeat, you're not going to be effective. You're going to be, you're turning wheels, you're spinning wheels and not getting the result that you want. So we, we again, that testing, that systemization, it's important. It was funny. One of my clients, um, is trust uh, trust department at at a, a bank uh, up in New Hampshire. Anyway, the the head of the division we were talking uh building some things, some systems and we were talking about what were the behaviors that they wanted um from the from the client journey perspective, but what were the behaviors so that the client would feel valued and all those things, right? So again, create the system, understand what we're trying, what's the end result 
but what do we need to grow to get there? And I said to him, we have to build a system behind everything we're doing so that as new employees come in, you have a system becomes tangible and easier to teach. And then it's easier to execute. And then we get a better ripple effect with the client journey. We get there faster and we can deliver just such a better, uh, better place. And he stopped and he goes, systems create the results. And even the systems of what are the behaviors my employees need to do? We have to identify and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And that's, and when I said that to him, he goes, oh, like I should have had the V8. It made sense of what we were trying to build. He got it. So I think this testing systems, we think sales is about talking and it is, but there's so much underground work that's going on that undercurrent that we need to perfect so that when we do have that sales conversation, we get the close ratio up to that 80%, which is always my objective. If you're not closing eight out of 10 clients, something's wrong in your system, how you're saying it, whatever, but we have to test all of those pieces, otherwise, you know, a spoke of the wheel is broken. The whole wheel, the whole cart is going to go down. The car is not going to work. So again, or we have to make sure everything is honed and, and tuned and working in sync so that we can rinse and repeat. And that goes back to how we started. I think, Michaela, you can't grow too quickly. If you don't have the systems in place, your tires are going to, the tires are going to come off the, like the wheels are going to come off the, the car. And, and now we're, we're in the gutter, right? We're not getting anywhere. So if, if, if any of this has resonated with you guys, um, we are out of time. I'm going to share Michaela's info. Her email is appointment set Michaela at Gmail. I'll put that in gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes and it to connect with her. She doesn't have a website. Oh, go ahead. You want to say something? Go ahead. Yeah. Just real quick. It's a point set Michaela. Okay. What did Gmail. I say? A point? You said appointment. <laughs> I just figured I wanted to be sure that everybody makes it. Yes, I I know how to read. I do have show notes, guys, and I read and I do have appointments set Michaela at Gmail. But yeah, my brain went in a different direction. And you don't use a website. You use your LinkedIn. That's where your action happens. So I'm going to put Michaela's LinkedIn uh, link in there as well. So you could connect with her um, to see what she's about. And you do have a free gift. Can you tell everybody what that is? Um, Again, through that LinkedIn, you could get that set up for them. Yeah, so I uh, put out a weekly newsletter, and I call it a point set tidbits. And it's to be able to help you grow your business simply and quickly. Um, It's very much so super detailed, down to the numbers, very easy, tangible things that you can do today uh, to be able to grow your business. And so I've got multiple different issues and i think you can just scroll through and read through them and do the whole bit so check it out because here's the deal guys you know gar- at my you know i say a lot of times garbage in garbage out if our systems and our habits aren't great going in how do you expect to get the results on the back end right it's it's all about that flow of energy but it's flow of habits we have to have really good habits again so we could do that rinse and repeat so check out the newsletter connect with uh Michaela and of course if you have any specific questions please email her she's a, she's a delight to deal with um so if if you're struggling and you know we're approaching the end of the year i know we're at the literally the late in the second uh half of the year um strategize with Michaela, uh, maybe get things in place so that you're hitting the ground running before the holiday season uh, kicks in. 
strategy is always a good place to start. And again, um, Michaela and I've had several conversations that she's just a delight um, to deal with and she will take the time with you. Um, so please check her out. I hope that um, she can help you grow your business or grow your sales team, whatever it is where you feel that you might be struggling. Michaela, thank you again, my friend, for being on. And this is important. You know, everything we talked about today is is really important. It's not a one strategy works for everybody. It just doesn't so that you can go in and really look um, to see where where the where the glitches might be happening, um, I think is really important. And you're you're well versed in it. So thank you for sharing your zone of genius today. I really do appreciate it. It was a good conversation. I learned a lot. It's great fun. <laughs> yeah, always, always an adventure with you, my friend. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together. No matter where you are in changing your sales game, I truly hope my guests and I provide actionable tips for you to go and try. So Michaela's newsletter, um, it sounds like it has a bunch of great ideas that maybe you can read, absorb, percolate on and say, hmm, I think that one might work for me. Information is a beautiful thing. If you do nothing with it, guys, come on, man. We're leaving money on the table. We're making way too much effort where we can create more ease and grace in our life. So actions create the reactions, which creates the magic. And you know, I want you to all to have magic in your life. So again, um, you use those newsletters and hopefully that puts you on a trajectory to change whatever your sales process is. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. I truly am honored to have you on this journey of changing your sales game. And I hope between my guests and I, that we really do share some really good actionable tips um, that you can apply immediately after listening to the show. Follow the energy that we just uh, brought to the table during the show and apply it on the back end. I love you all. I'm honored to have you uh, join me every week and I will see you next week. Have a great one. Do something magical for yourself. I love you guys. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Oh,